The Sloppy Sorting Hat is a podcast that includes adult language and content, as well as spoilers from your favorite TV shows, movies, and books. It is also a zero-budget production that may sometimes have weird audio quirks. You have been warned, and this is your last warning. It's the Sloppy Sorting Hat. Welcome to the Sloppy Sorting Hat. This is a podcast where we sort characters from our favorite movies, books, and TV shows, but because the hat and we are a little sloppy, we'll most likely get it wrong. I'm Mitchell. <laughs> I'm Amanda. And I'm Danny. We've got games, we've got sortings, we've got parodies, and we've got random thoughts and tangents that have absolutely nothing to do with this premise of this episode, because that's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, we are the Pumpkin Queens, and we're sorting The Nightmare Before Christmas. Halloween, witches! (laughs) (laughs) Happy Halloween! But first, we need to get sloppy. Ready, Fred? Ready, George. And in this segment, we are doing the Patronus. So I am drinking a Black Magic Margarita. And we're just going to go ahead and call this a Bellatrix Black Magic Margarita. You know, Bellatrix Black, that's her maiden name. That works. What about her sister, Andromeda? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure her last name is Tonks. (laughs) So the Bellatrix Black Margarita magic margarita whatever the name is it doesn't matter it's strong <laughs> there's tequila it's not patron but whatever it's actually green <laughs> instead of black <laughs> you'll see it on the instagram everybody sloppy.sorting.hat anyway let's get into the patronus section you're probably guessing who this will be we are going to discuss the patronus of helena bottom carter oh that makes sense i yes. love that yeah, you thought maybe Sirius Black, but no. No, I'm going with Bellatrix Black. <laughs> <laughs> she was married to Tim Burton. Pretty sure her last name is Lestrange. <laughs> yeah, her maiden name is Black. Well, so is Andromeda's. Oh, okay. Well, fine. Andromeda. Andromedia. Andromedia. Anyway, what is Helena Bono Carter's Patronus? Comma, 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 chameleon. <laughs> I don't know. I think she could be a chameleon. She has a wide variety of characters in her many films. And I think she can change into a new character as fast as chameleon can change color. So that's that's my idea. Anybody got anything better? That's really good. I do agree with that. She plays a wide variety of... I mean, like, a lot of them are weird, but, like, she was in the King's Speech playing, like, the the wife of the king, like, totally normal, so... Yeah, she's also not really that weird of a character in Willy Wonka, the new Willy Wonka. She's just the mom. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's she's really cool. I love Helena Bonham Carter. I don't know what my favorite movie is from her, but... She was also in that new Ocean's 8, and her character is a little weird in that one. But Oh, I haven't seen that. I should no, watch it. She was really good in it. You know what's great about Ocean's 8 is women can do it with fewer people. Yeah, <laughs> with eight. <laughs> 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 That's two fewer people. Three fewer people. Yeah, you're no, good at math. We're not good at math. <laughs> I agree with the chameleon. Yeah, I was like trying it. to. I tried to come up with something with like big hair, mm-hmm. like a because, lion. Yeah, but I just felt like chameleon was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like mysterious. Yeah, I really can't think of anything better. I can't either. Maybe I need to look up a picture of her. What's yeah, maybe there's a picture of her walking like a hundred dogs. Helena, oh. <laughs> Helena, Donald <laughs> Carter. <laughs> that was a good one, though. It was. Aww. She's so pretty. She is. I really yeah. like her. 
I hate her as Bellatrix, though. Oh, she's such a good Bellatrix, though. Ugh, I you just know. don't like Bellatrix. You don't hate her as Bellatrix. I know, but it's just Bellatrix. sad because I really do like her, but she plays like my most hated character. I haven't really seen a lot of Tim Burton movies because I just don't like Tim Burton. <laughs> All right. Whatever. I mean, I don't know him personally. I just don't like his movies. Like his He's vibe. a good guy deep down. I don't like his vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit of a weird vibe. <laughs> Amanda, what are you drinking? <laughs> so, in the spirit of Halloween, happy Halloween. I am drinking apple cider and I mixed it with um, caramel kiss Smirnoff vodka. It's really good. Shout out to Smirnoff. You made a good vodka to pair with apple cider. That does sound really good. Yeah, it's good. It's just, I don't really drink a lot of liquor anymore. So like the fact that there's liquor in it kind of is making me gag a little bit, but that's okay. It's still really good. <laughs> you don't think about that there's liquor in it. <laughs> Shout out to Smirnoff making me gag. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> Michelle, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the Fathead's Spooky Tooth Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Oh, yeah. It's got a rich color full of sweet and savory spices with hints of brown sugar. Are you reading it's the like label? A, <laughs> it's like a pumpkin pie with a smooth and clean finish. <laughs> I'm actually reading a blog post about it. Oh, mm. nice. Spooky Tooth is pretty good. The pumpkin brew with bite. So it's weird because on the packaging, it says the pumpkin brew with bite. But on this blog, they're talking about how it's got a smooth, clean finish. And so I don't know what to believe. And <laughs> I guess I could taste it and see for myself. Yeah, taste that bitch. It's definitely a smooth <laughs> bite. A <laughs> smooth bite. <laughs> Perfect. That's the kind of bites I like. Yeah. Yeah, I like them smooth. A nice, smooth bite with a hint of... Brown sugar <laughs> warms me up on this cold October day. <laughs> All right. So while we get sloppy, let's play Amortentia, Rictum Sepra, and Jinx. Amortentia, Rictus Sepra, Jinx. So, so I've decided to go with Dobby, Moaning Myrtle, and Nearly Headless Nick. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. This is a good set. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it so funny? I was trying to think of the most random characters. It's really good, yeah. I almost put Hedwig in there, and I was like, that's weird. We shouldn't be doing <laughs> that's, that. yeah, see, that's, Dobby's already borderline. <laughs> <laughs> but nearly headless Nick is not borderline. <laughs> no. I'm good at Rick Sempra and Myrtle because I want some of that ghost puss. <laughs> Plus, she's really good at moaning. Yeah, exactly. So you know you're going to feel like you're really making an impact deep down. <laughs> I would probably give the Amortentia to Nearly Headless Nick because he's just so sad and he needs a little loving. And Aww. I think it would really cheer him up. <laughs> and who knows, one of the side effects of it might be that your head comes back together even in ghost form. Yeah. Okay. And then I would jinx Dobby. I would jinx Dobby because like, why has he got to be fucking with my boy Harry the way he does in the <laughs> second book? You know, that's, that's <laughs> dick. It's rude. Yeah, and that cake. And the yeah, he destroys a cake. Oh my god, that was and as a Hufflepuff, hard. I can't abide. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my turn. I am going to work to Sempra with. Oh god, I don't know. I don't want to pick the same ones as Michelle. Let's see. Rick Why? Because I win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rules of this game are still very confusing. <laughs> 
Uh, I guess I'm going to Rick Semper with Myrtle too, because, you know, she's like a little bit freaky when um, they're in the prefect bathroom. She's all like talking about the bubbles and, you know, that sounds fun. Um, Bubble play. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to Amortentia Dobby. 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 Amortentia Dobby. He seems like a good person to have self to live my life with. I don't know. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm going to jinx nearly head, headless Nick because I think he complains too much about being nearly headless instead of being headless. Like, dude, just deal with it. You have a, a head still. Yeah, just rip off your freaking head. <laughs> Then he'd be headless. Do you think he's headless in more than one way? No. Hmm. Like, do you think this? Do you, do you think, think the head of his penis is like just almost all the way severed off? He's like nearly dickless Nick. Yes, and I love it. Nearly dickless Nick. <laughs> <laughs> the things that you come up with, Michelle. God. What if you met a ghost at Hogwarts and he was like, "I'm nearly headless Bob," and then you were like. But your head's, you know, still attached to your body all the way. And he's like, oh, not that head. <laughs> I would just look at him like, what? I would die. And then I would run away. And <laughs> tell McGonagall. <laughs> all right. So I would Rick Sempra nearly headless Nick. Because I just think it would be interesting. To find out if he has an, yeah. he's nearly dickless. Yeah. Yep, definitely. I'm going to jinx Moaning Myrtle because she was trying to get up on my Harry Potter in the prefix bathroom. And I don't appreciate that. He's mine. And Amortentia <laughs> <laughs> to Dobby because he's so cute. I want him it's to pronounce me. It's pronounced Dobby. Dobby. Amortentia Dobby. Dobby surround sound. <laughs> Dobby surround sound. All right. So I think I won that one, right? Sure. <laughs> There's only 365 days left until we sort. Actually, no, we're going to sort right now. <laughs> when I call your name, you will come forth. I shall place a sorting hat on your head and you will be sorted into your houses. I am at first with zero, the little ghost pup. Little zero. Ghost pup. A, little ghost pup. <laughs> zero is Jack's best friend. He's extremely loyal. Even it just like sits around waiting for Jack to come back from Christmas Town without, you know, complaining. He's just happy to see Jack when he comes back. He reminds Jack of who he truly is, the Pumpkin King, and he encourages him to be a good dude throughout the movie and everything. And that's why I'm not even going to try to be cute or sloppy with it or whatever. I'm just sorting zero where he obviously belongs. House, house elf. Oh, <laughs> welcome to the Hogwarts kitchen, Zero. Make me a sandwich. <laughs> okay, well, I don't think I can argue with that. It's really cute. He is cute. I mean, he's just, he just like seems like he literally just mirrors whatever Jack is doing or feeling. And just, just like literally like a little puppy following him around, trailing him around. So it's like, reminds me of Dolby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't agree with that. I mean, yeah, I think he should be in house. What's it? House elf? <laughs> house, house elf. <laughs> house, 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 house elf. <laughs> but I don't think he reminds me of Dolby. <laughs> Well, I do think he he's like a hero in his own right. He has that bright red nose, daring enough mm -hmm. to fly in the fog. I don't like driving in fog, so I feel like that's pretty brave. Yeah, so that's why you should be in Gryffindor. 
I do like Michelle's sorting though. No, I do. I like Michelle's sorting too. I'm just I saying like that Dobby also Dobby. is brave. And so, you know, they yeah, have but, some similarities there. Yeah, but I don't think Zero would ever try to get Jack kicked out of Halloween Town. Dobby would. Not even for his own good. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. House, house elf. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm up next. I'm going to sort the Santa Claus. So I'm putting him into Slytherin for two, maybe three reasons. Going <laughs> <laughs> to make it up as you go? What? <laughs> he says Halloween Town is an insane asylum, which I think is very judgmental for someone who goes to strangers' houses and gives gifts to children. So, <laughs> yeah, throwing that out there. Two, he thinks he can save Christmas after the disaster Jack made. That's one hell of an ambitious dude. <laughs> And three, so there were three. He also (laughs) has really small hands, and you know what they say about a man with small hands. (laughs) Nearly dickless. No, they can't be trusted. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, yeah, man. Yeah, he also um, crushes that last Oogie Boogie bug, which is pretty mean. That's like killing Oogie Boogie. Yeah, he definitely, and I mean, like, killing is evil. And evil and, people and evil are, are in Slytherin. Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> Endorphins so, make you happy. Uh, happy people just don't kill oogie boogies. <laughs> so we're all in agreement with Slytherin. Yeah, we're all yeah. in agreement, which is definitely a word with Slytherin. Oh, we're all agree on Slytherin. We're all in agreement. 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 Well, I said it right the second time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said it the right a different way. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Sure. I love I love making up words, guys. It's my favorite thing. You're good at it. I know. Okay, I'm up next, and I have Lock, Shock, and Barrel. They're all slightly different in their own ways. Lock has some leadership abilities. Shock seems to be the smart one, and Barrel is kind of dumb, but he could maybe be the nicest. As a trio, I think they belong in Gryffindor because they remind me a lot of our trio, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. I'm sure you two agree. Harry is Locke, always trying to be in charge and messing stuff up, like kidnapping the Easter Bunny instead of Sandy Claus. Hermione is obviously shocked because she's this smart one and knew they should stick together for their job to bag Sandy Claus. And Beryl is Ron because Ron is always eating and Beryl always has a lollipop. There we have it. The trick-or-treat trio closely resembles our golden trio and they all belong in Gryffindor together. I like it. I mean, I put them in Hufflepuff because they like candy, but I like your sorting better. They do like candy. <laughs> yeah, I also was going to say of a puff because of candy. But yours was way more in depth, Danny. You actually put thought into yours. Did you say in depth? <laughs> in depth. D E P T H. Sounded like death, which I thought was just like a pun you were doing because of because this is a Halloween show. Yeah. Yours is way more in depth, Danny. Yeah. You did great, but also candy. Griffin puff. It doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> oh, now we're going to get nihilistic on this part. Ah, none of this matters. Hey, whatever we say doesn't matter. No one's listening. <laughs> Fuck it. You know what? He's in all of the houses. Fuck. Is that where we're at? Is that where yeah. we're at? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Lock, shock, and barrel. What if we just ended the episode right now? <laughs> like, I say that, and then it's like, and it just ends. And everybody was like, whoa, that got really dark. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nuts. I kind of want to do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but instead, I'll sort the mayor of Halloween Town. Okay. Okay. So this dude's a Ravenclaw. 
he picks up on this whole Christmas thing like immediately gets it right from the get-go. Says, how horrible our Christmas will be. So, you know, smart. He understands. The holidays are all about walking on eggshells so you don't insult your old-ass relatives, and it's horrible. (laughs) You're sitting there, and you're like, you know, I really don't get why these people are voting for Trump, but I guess I gotta, you know, grin and bear it, and uh, at least I get some presents. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the true spirit of Christmas. It's a minefield, you know? It's a minefield. It's awful. Mayor of Halloween Town knows Halloween's much easier. You don't actually have to see any of your relatives. So Ravenclaw. <laughs> He's two-faced. Yeah, I was going to say that too. <laughs> He's two-faced. He's a two-faced politician. I don't really know how that is relevant to Ravenclaw, but just want to point that out that he is two-faced. <laughs> Should I have done like a thing where I sorted uh, each of the faces separately? <laughs> Only if you wanted to, Mish. It's all up to you. Yeah, yeah, I none of this that. matters anyway, so whatever. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have. So. <laughs> but politicians are two-faced. And what house do you think has two-faced people? Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Hey, now. <laughs> so I'm up next with Dr. Finkelstein. <laughs> and he is going into Hufflepuff. I mean, yeah, he's an evil scientist and keeps Sally locked up and is just overall pretty nasty. But he's also very humble, hardworking, loyal, and I think he may even like cookies. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely likes frog's breath. Yeah. He is humble by never taking any credit for his creations and quickly dismissing them. Hardworking for coming up those creations. (laughs) Very loyal to Jack and basically doing anything Jack needs him to do. He works hard at being efficient, like inventing that wheelchair he rides in for who knows what reason. And still has a lot of love for Sally, even though she keeps poisoning him. Eventually letting Sally go, which I thought was really nice of him, even though it was because she was becoming too hard to handle. He made his own wife using his own brain. And even though that's really gross, it shows some dedication to himself. So, Hufflepuff. See, I thought giving half his brain was just a really smart thing to do. Yeah, I think he's actually in Ravenclaw, though, so I didn't want to put him in Ravenclaw. Yeah, I mean, he's a doctor, so it's a little obvious. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Well, giving half a brain is pretty dumb, actually. <laughs> but yeah, Hufflepuff. I prefer to give. <laughs> Never think she's so funny. <laughs> I am. I've got the jokes tonight, guys. <laughs> Low effort jokes. Oh, yeah. That's okay. But he named his wife Jewel. So that's nice. <laughs> it's a cool name. Yeah. It's a good name. I'm up next with Sally. Sally's a badass character, but she has a lot going on, you know. But I'm going to send her to Hufflepuff. She's a pretty friendly gal. For example, she tries to poison Dr. Finkelstein multiple times, putting him into a deep sleep. And I could really go for a nice deep sleep right now. So come on over and poison me, Sally. (laughs) Just come on down and put poison in me. (laughs) I'll take some of that, whatever it's called, that dead shade. I don't know. But I don't want the frog's breath. That's disgusting. Anyway, she's open-minded. Like when Jack has this plan to kidnap Santa, she knows it's wrong and expresses her concerns, but she's flexible. She agrees to help out. And like a true Hufflepuff, she shows extreme compassion and attempts to save Santa, but then fails miserably. Womp womp. Hufflepuff. <laughs> we're, we're really ragging on Hufflepuff tonight. 
I put her into Slytherin because she tries to poison Dr. Finkelstein. I think that was obvious, though. She's actually a pretty complex character. She does a lot, and she's really cool. Yeah, she was just like... What are her motivations? She's in love with Jack. Love Love is her motivation. (laughs) Sounds like a Hufflepuff to me. I agree. I didn't even think about it like that. Because the other houses are incapable of love. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty obvious. She is pretty complex. She's actually the best. I think she's the best part of the movie. The rest of the movie is so boring. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> Listen, our listeners voted for this. I don't know why. Oof. No. I know I, why, guys. I'm with y'all. Jack Skellington for president 2020. Fuck Trump. Fuck Biden. Vote Jack. Pumpkin King. President of the United States. Let's go. <laughs> what about the mayor of Halloween Town? Nah, nah, nah. He's two-faced. So yeah. you know, Jack's only got the one face. <laughs> And it's not pretty, but it's, it's it's genuine. I don't know. I think I would uh, vote for Sally. Sally's the running mate. Because obviously you can't, you know, whenever yeah, women get, can't be president. Women yet. can't be president yet. <laughs> I guess. Sorry. Well, thanks, America, for letting us know. <laughs> All right. I think we've uh, gone off on that tangent quite long enough. All sort of oogie boogie. <laughs> oogie boogie. <laughs> Every time I hear his name, I laugh. It's so ridiculous. Is it Oogie Boogie or Oogie Boogie? Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie. Okay. I'll start Oogie Boogie. And like everyone else in this film, he's going to get started into Hufflepuff. We should say Oogie Boogie one more time. I'm certain Oogie Boogie. <laughs> and here's the thing about that is that it reminds me of Boogers. And I mean, it's my own house, but for whatever reason, Boogers seem like a very Hufflepuff thing. Well, and so I just, that's really the only reason. Um, no, I'm kidding. So. <laughs> I put him in Hufflepuff because he has a great sense of humor. He has that song where he's he's like, you must be joking to Santa Claus. So just, you know, <laughs> laugh riot this guy. And then he loves to have fun gambling, right? Mm-hmm. Playing his little games and everything. And fun is a Hufflepuff thing. The other houses are boring. And apparently the original ending of the Oogie Boogie song was that he was going to put Santa Claus in his stew to add a little spice to his stew and then eat him. Yeah, because Santa Claus is spicy. <laughs> I guess that was deemed too dark for him to eat Santa Claus and the Jack comes and saves the day by releasing Santa Claus from having been eaten. I mean, I would have preferred it. <laughs> but it was deemed too dark. As a Hufflepuff, you would definitely prefer Which, that. if you really think about it, the movie is a beacon of light and hope. So, And it's not strange whatsoever, so I can understand why they want to put that in there. But in any case, <laughs> no one loves... <laughs> no one loves a good stew more than a true Hufflepuff. So, Hufflepuff. Babe <laughs> house! <laughs> yeah, the potato sack bug man. Is it the babe house? Potato sack bug man, welcome to babe house. <laughs> oh man. Oogie boogie. He likes <laughs> games. Jim likes games. How about Ravenclaw? <laughs> <laughs> it's just based on my husband yeah. likes games. Anybody? Ravenclaw? <laughs> <laughs> he likes games. Jim likes games. How about Dermstray? <laughs> JK. I in, so I put in Rowling? a couple of Obviously not Slither. <laughs> JK Rowling? JK Rowling? She's Hufflepuff because his name is Oogie Boogie. Yeah. Like, come on. That's like the most Hufflepuff name ever. Oogie it's, Boogie. It's actually short for Ooger Booger. 
Oogie Boogie, whatever Booger. ridiculous freaking Booger. name Tom Booger. Burton, Tim Burton, Tom, oops. <laughs> Wait, is it Tom Tim? Riddle? Oh, yeah, it's Tom, it's Tom Burton. Wait, is it Tim Burton? Yeah, it's Tim did Burton. I say, did I say Tom? <laughs> you said Todd Burton, <laughs> which I wasn't going to correct, but it's very wrong. <laughs> so, Oogie Boogie. <laughs> Ooh, Hufflepuff's fine. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> I'm up next, and I'm going to sort Jack Skellington, a.k.a. the Pumpkin King. He no longer finds scaring humans in Halloween Town and being adored by his citizens fulfilling anymore, so he does what, you know, any sane person out there would do. He decides to kill himself. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I did not rewatch it. I don't remember what happens. <laughs> He's already dead. <laughs> what does order, he do, Amanda? What's he do? <laughs> so in order to turn Halloween Town into Christmas Town, he has to get real creative. So uh, that is why I'm putting him into Ravenclaw. He does a ton of research. He reads a lot of books about Christmas Town, but fails to understand the true spirit of Christmas. Even though the citizens of Halloween Town only know the ways of Halloween, somehow Jack gets creative enough with the Christmas carols. Wrapping the presents, building a sleigh that is pulled by skeleton reindeer, thanks to my dude, Mr. Finkelstein. A horrible Doctor. Christmas. <laughs> Dr. Finkelstein. What It works. A horrible Christmas tree with lights, stockings, and so on. He even comes up with Halloween themed Christmas presents that he delivers as Sandy Claus, which ends up being a horrible idea, but hey, still that creativity. After the horrible executed plan, Jack realized he actually enjoys scaring the children, and then he re-falls in love with Halloween and understands where he belongs. He is the Pumpkin King, so basically The Nightmare Before Christmas is a movie about Jack Skellington going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> a mid-death crisis. A mid-death crisis. So, Ravenclaw. Yeah, I agree. He went to Christmas Town and he figured that holiday out super fast. Creepy lights, disgusting presents, like whoever gets presents they like, and just complete terror for children. So... I agree. Ravenclaw's really good for Jack. I mean, I agree that sometimes you gotta spice up your life. Spice Girl style. And that's spice what up he your did. Life. <laughs> that's what he was trying to do. And even if it's a mid-death crisis, I mean, there's worse mid-death crises than going for a little holiday cheer. True. In this pod we call home, everyone hail to the pumpkin song. Let's mash up Harry Potter and this nightmare. Magical. Mash up. We all have parodies. Get excited. Mish, you go first. So I decided to do a parody based on This is Halloween. And here we go. Wizards and witches of every age better think twice before turning that page. Really, you should totally abort before you have to face Voldemort. This is Voldemort. This is Voldemort. Trying to kill babies like a fucking coward. This is Voldemort. Torture smuggles just for sport. Dirt and grime like you know he's never ever showered. Got no nose. He can't snort. He who must be named Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> I am doing a parody of Kidnap the Sandy Claws. This is kind of a follow-up to Do You Want to Build a Voldy <laughs> from the Frozen <laughs> episode. So here we go. La 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 la
take away his friends in one, make sure he doesn't fight, kidnap the chosen one, throw him in the lake, add a vicious dragon and see if he is fake, kidnap the chosen one, he has a pretty nose, I also need his blood and you better not oppose. <laughs> I was dancing, that was fun. <laughs> it's so catchy, that one. All right, Amanda, hopefully we go three for three on nose humor. Oh, we don't. Damn. <laughs> Although I was thinking of that for this one. So my parody is also to This is Halloween. Witches and wizards of adolescent age, wouldn't you like to cast some rage? Fly with us and you will see. This is the school of Hogwarts. This is Hogwarts. This is Hogwarts. Harry scream in the dead of night. This is Hogwarts. The trio will make a scene. Expelliarmus till the neighbors are going to die of fright. It's our school. Everybody chants in this school of Hogwarts. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> That's really good. good. I loved all of them. Oh, God. I love a good parody. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is basically just Danny like, let's generate some parodies, all three of us this time. <laughs> well, now I'm gonna I'm gonna um do a vote on Instagram, see if who likes which one the best. Oh god, mine's gonna be the worst. My <laughs> version of this is Halloween for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, loyal fans. You know who the funny one is. It's Michelle. <laughs> they have no idea who that is. <laughs> Up next is a segment where we talk about romance. Blech. But some people like it, so it's time for Ship Ship Hooray! Ship. Hooray! Ship. Ship. Hooray! Hooray! So I've got a real unique pairing here today for us to discuss. I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of it. It's, is it um, Wolfstar? It's Wolfstar. <laughs> is it Andromeda? Anyway, Andromedia. <laughs> Yeah, it's this thing where I don't know if you've ever seen this where like Draco really likes this apple. <laughs> it's called Drabble. Have you guys ever heard of it? <laughs> um, I didn't have prepare in advance. Hold on. Harry Potter. You don't actually have. <laughs> no, I, I do not. You're just talking it up. I got nothing. Oh my God. There's a whole list of them. I right. just pick one. Yeah. I, yeah, I got one. It's Harther. This is Arthur, Hermione and Arthur. Arthur Weasley, Hermione Granger. <laughs> and I personally am a big fan of this because, you know, older men are sexy. Mm -hmm. Especially ones that have seven kids. Mm -hmm. Well, you know he's got good dick if he has seven kids. Oh, yeah, we've discussed that before. That's true. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But, like, does Hermione really want to be a stepmom to seven kids that are all older than her except one or two? I guess Ron's younger. I don't I mean, know. Does she really want to be Ron's stepmother <laughs> after having dated him for so long? <laughs> slash been married to him, slash bore her children. I'm assuming that this ship happens today. Oof. So it's like she divorces Ron and then gets with her father-in-law. Oh, okay. That's hot. Right? <laughs> right? I mean, like, that's the kind of thing where it's like you just take charge of your life, girl. Get out of that marriage. It's gone a little stale. And then get with some new D. Father D. Daddy Dick. <laughs> Daddy Dick. Get with it. <clears throat> At least the curtains will match the drapes or whatever. <laughs> that's the same thing. Oh, my What's God. Yep, nope. The cur Wait, though, the drapes. Oh, no. Well, the, the carpet curtains, matches the, the carpet match the drapes. Yeah, the curtains <laughs> match the drapes. The carpet will match the carpet of her previous lover. That's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it's probably gray by now. Oh, good point. Good point. So... 
So she is now dating her father or her kid's grandfather. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm all about it. It's so weird. I'm not for it. (laughs) You're not for it? Well, you know, whatever Hermione wants. Mm-hmm. I support her. So Me too. you get it, girl. You get that daddy dick. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, uh, let's look up their zodiac signs. Yes, that's the most important thing. We so have an Aquarius that. and a Virgo. Oh, God. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> and Mercury so isn't retrograde right now. So Oh, shit. Overthinking is a true turnoff for Aquarius. <gasps> and Hermione overthinks everything. And Arthur's an Aquarius. So I don't know if they're going to work. Yeah, <laughs> apparently there's no way for an easy sexual relationship for um, Arthur and Hermione based on their zodiac signs. So. Yeah, so if you are dating, if you're an Aquarius and you're dating a Virgo, just letting you know now it's not going to work out. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, based off of the zodiacs. I don't know. I don't see it. Plus, he's not the smartest. Neither's Ron. I don't think she cares about that. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I guess you're right. Okay. Well, you know, if they're together, then more power to them. It's time to spill that frog's breath and nightly death, dead shade, and all that other stuff into our drinks and spill that Verita serum. The time has come for answers. Have you brought the Verita serum? This question is from Adam, and he wants to know if we think that the nightmare before Christmas. The Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? Thoughts? Good question. A Halloween I, movie. I want to talk about The Night Bear Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think The Night Bear Before Christmas <laughs> is thinking? He's about thinking about bears. whether The Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas or Halloween movie. Yeah. It is a great question. I think it's kind of a Christmas movie. It's kind of more of a Christmas movie because the... It's the joy of of Christmas that sort of permeates the message of the film. Yeah, but I couldn't imagine watching it at Christmas. No, it's a little dark for Christmas. I think it's a Halloween movie because it starts off as Halloween and then there's some Christmas in the middle and it kind of ends with Halloween-ish, right? Because he goes back to wanting to be the Pumpkin King. Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah. He wa- he goes back to being his true self, which we all do after we suffer through the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So the consensus is it's a Christmas movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the consensus is it's a movie for any season and any reason. Yeah, it's definitely a, a movie for Valentine's Day. Yeah, exactly, because there's a love story. Oh, yeah. good point, Manda. And it's a it's a great film for Arbor Day. <laughs> yeah, because there's yeah, a tree. There's yeah, a tree. that yeah. spiral tree. There's a spiral yeah. tree. Yeah, spiral cliff. I and it's know. a great film for Columbus Day because because of death. Columbus murdered a lot of uh, Native Americans. Yes, he did. So he's That's- a bad guy. He's in the Death Eaters. Yeah, yeah, he's a Death Eater. Well, he's a great guy deep down, though. No. Mm-hmm. No? Way down. So. Way, way down. Way down. <laughs> like down in Hades? Yeah. Way down in, in Hades. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that was a good question. Thanks, Adam. You're never going to listen, but that's your answer. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's always. <what> <laughs> anyway, 
I think it's a Halloween movie. I think it's a Christmas movie. I don't care. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our Nightmare Before Christmas episode. Don't forget to rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Subscribe, share, comment, or whatever else you're supposed to do to keep this podcast going. Please follow us on Instagram at sloppy.sorting.hat, Twitter at sloppy sorting, and Facebook. Send us questions and suggestions. Until next time, stay sloppy. Nice work, Bone Daddy. <laughs>